One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast on Talk Sports 2. I'm John Norman. Alongside me as ever, Steve Harmison, looking back at day two of the first Ashes Test match uh, at uh, the Gabba. Day one went completely Australia's way. Day two, well, that went pretty much Australia's way as well. Huge, huge ask for England from here. Uh, but myself and Steve Harmison, over the course of the next half an hour, uh, we'll be looking back at uh, all the action and all the incidents here on Following On. Well, if you're uh, listening to this show or watching it uh, on YouTube, you uh, no doubt by now, as I look at my little black book, that Australia have ended the day 196 runs ahead of England's first innings total. Travis Head smashed a century in the last session of play, the fastest Ashes century at the Gabba ever. Um... Shane Warne walked off the field with, oh, not Shane Warne, David Warner walked off the field with 94, with Shane Warne saying he deserved a century, despite the fact he was bowled from a no ball, caught, dropped at second slip, and there was a missed run out. England took two wickets in two balls, just when you thought they might get into the Australian tail, with a lead of just over 40. Robinson was brilliant, by the way. Um, Travis Head smashed that century to take the game away from them. And England will lose this test match at some point in the next day, maybe two. Labuschagne hit 74, looked very good. And uh, England bowled with a lot of heart, a lot of skill and absolutely no luck. We're going to look back at that and some real huge injury concerns and selection quandaries here on Following On, The Ashes, The Inquest on TalkSport 2. Story of the day. So, Harvey, wow. I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't really know where to start yesterday's show. And I, I feel the same way today because, of course, at tea, it was all about how unfortunate England had been. They'd been really, really unlucky for much of the day. You know, the bowlers, that is. And then, and then I was thinking, oh, maybe it'll be about the injuries. Stoke pulling up lame, it seemed, at the end of the first session. Didn't bowl in the second session. And um, 
And then Travis Head smashed a, what, an 85-ball century. You know, England are going to lose this test match. There's no doubt about that. But where on earth do we start? What is the top line? I cannot work it out. Is it the injuries? Is it the, uh, the misfortune? Is it the fact that Jack Leach... I didn't even mention Jack Leach. I mean, he's bowled 11 overs and been smashed out the attack three times. He went for 95. Joe Root was bowling ahead of him towards the end of the day. I just... I mean, Michael Vaughan's just written a piece of the Telegraph, or he's, he wrote the t- piece yesterday saying it was the worst day one for an Ashes campaign ever for England. Well, you could argue with that maybe, and I wouldn't necessarily, but I can't think of a worse two days at the start of an Ashes series ever. Can you? No, I can't. Um, I think even at Brisbane, when I was when I did it, it was uh, we pulled it back a little bit on day two, but uh, I didn't want to go back to, to yesterday. Um, England have got a lot of things horrifically wrong. Let me, that, that's the thing. Let me just stop you there because 2006, right? I mean, there were some similarities. You know, Duncan Ferguson, he went with Grant Jones, possibly could have gone with Chris Reed. He went with Ashley Giles, definitely should have gone with Monty Panesar. He went with Flintoff as captain. That was not the right idea, but it was probably too early for Strausser, kind of, and it had to be Flintoff. <clears throat> so th- there were selection issues there, which I say that there was some parallels to. But that's where the similarities change. I mean, we were beaten out of sight in 2006, okay? But we came up against a truly awesome Australia side. This time around, I can't remember. I mean, everything has gone wrong. Selection, we didn't win the toss 2006, by the way. We lost the toss. Selection form, no build-up, drop chances, no balls, I mean, injuries. I mean, anyway, you talk. I can't work it out. Yeah, I, 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 the, the reason why I say I'll go back to, to yesterday, and I've been loads. You know, I've been, I've been sitting in a studio watching this all night, and I was telling <laughs> myself before we started, don't talk about yesterday. Don't talk about yesterday. Yesterday's gone. Let's move on. Um, but there was something significant that happened yesterday, even though we picked the wrong team and we made the wrong decision at the toss. That last two two hours of play yesterday we lost, I don't think people can under- comprehend on how important that was in the context of the game and then what happened to us this morning. The context of the game was if England had bowled, even for an hour yesterday, got 14 overs in. Australia might have been one down, two down when the ball was doing all sorts last night. So that's something that probably went against England. And they've come out to bowl this morning, they're cracking the flags, brand new ball. And I thought that they hit their straps going very, very well. And one hour, 55 minutes into that session, which would have been, it should have been a two hour session if they hadn't had the extra half an hour. Australia were 57 for 57 for one. 23 overs and then all of a sudden that last 35 minutes of that session England didn't implode but the reason why you bowl first on the wicket that we had yesterday and the conditions we had yesterday is you do not want to have too much time on your feet in the baking hot sunshine yeah England didn't have enough preparation time and miles in their legs because of that and that last 35 minutes was just that little tipping point um heat 
you know, tiredness a little bit from you know, the, the exhaustion of the first session. Um, bowlers getting into their sort of second and third spells. And then all of a sudden, you have to bring Jack Leach on, which normally for a captain, he gets one over before lunch. But unfortunately, we had 35 minutes. You bring him on to bowl. And it, in Australia score, I think they scored something like 51, 52 in the next seven and a half, seven overs, seven and a half overs, because I think you got the they've got the wicket. You know, but, and it's like the game's just been the initiative has just gone away from them. So that's why I'm talking about from yesterday that things didn't go well for them yesterday. Then you drop a catch with Rory Burns, who, if you remember, rewind 24 hours. First over after lunch yesterday, Hasim Hamid, England were in a position I thought were probably one, two wickets, too many down at lunch, possibly one on the surface in the environment they were playing in. But then all of a sudden Hamid goes because of a brain fade, moves across and gets nicked off. So then we are staring down a barrel. You know, I was staring down a barrel big time when Hamid goes yesterday at 60 for five. What happens? First over to Deer. Cracking the flags, bright hot sunshine, less movement, things aren't going as as you know as well. Rory Burns drops David Warner. Now David Warner has already tried his hardest to get out many times throughout this day, uh, throughout that first session, in the pendulum switch, the pendulum moves in a in a in a way which just starts going away from England. I thought for two sessions the day, if anybody, I've just said this on the breakfast show at, at nine, I said it at nine fifteen this morning. Anybody that's listening that's just got out of bed and seen the score will be throwing things at TVs and going, ah, England aren't very, you know, they would have been saying more than England aren't very good, to be honest. But I'm sorry, I'll defend the three seamers that played. They were magnificent today. Absolutely magnificent. Mark Wood, here's one for you. Mark Wood, the most overs Mark Wood's bowled in a, in a test match innings in his whole career is 20 overs. And we've asked this kid to go and bowl 20 overs today in the heat. Not much preparation going in from a miles in your legs. And he's running and I think his average, his average speed was about 143. Yeah, you know, he's 90 mile an hour all day. And he had David Warner. I thought David Warner was running scared. I really did. I thought David Warner's Mate, foot I, movement. <clears throat> I texted you. Running, I, I think te- he was running scared. I messaged you at lunch, didn't I? I said, yeah. was, was it just me? And I, I didn't see anything on social media about this. And I said, is it just me? Or was, did Warner look like he was backing away a bit? Not like, Shim, not, not like Shimron Hetmeyer <laughs> at St. Lucia, who was running no. away. But he was giving himself space. If you're being he, was pro- if you're... he was trying yeah. hard to change his trigger. Yeah. His trigger movement changed. He was trying to tell himself not to move because his, 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 his left foot was going back behind leg stump. Me and Alistair Cook were sitting in the in in the studio, and we were we were watching that, and we were saying, "Look, Warner's run. He's not running away. No, no, he, no. He's not running scared. No, no, he was, no, he wasn't. He was no, probably no. just staying leg side of the ball. Because yeah, he was, he was bowling seemed... quickly. Yeah, and he and he was trying to open up the offside, but it looked as though he had yeah. rattled him. He did. He rattled David Warner. And I tell you what, that's no mean feat because this kid is a proper player. Warner's a fantastic cricketer. Yeah. Um, and I thought Warner Warner rode his luck. And, and also, there's a bit of experience there as well, isn't there? Because Warner's 35 now. Yeah. And, and you know, you get to an age where your hand-eye coordination starts to go just a little bit. And if Warner's 25, he, he doesn't do that. But he's 35. And he's 
he still backs himself, but he's not stupid. No, no, he's not. And he, and he, to be fair, he, yeah. and he's still Wilson, at he deserved, if he deserved the hundred for one thing, which was sticking at it, because he could have been out four or five times. Um, I thought Manus Labashian batted really well. I thought he left the ball fantastic. His first 20 balls didn't look to score, left the ball nicely, um, let the ball come to him, and then he got into the innings and got... In, yeah, in, he, he knows, going. but he knows, isn't he? He knows but he the Gabba. just 99 at the Gabba. Exactly. He just 99 at the he Gabba. He knew, and he gave it away as well in the end, didn't he? He did. Well, I thought that was just a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of ego, why he gave it away. They were trying, they've got a plan against Leach, which is going to run down a wicket and try and belt him. And, you know, everybody tried that. So I thought, I thought Labashin batted, batted beautifully. I thought Ollie Robinson was, uh, he was, he was fantastic. Throughout the whole day, I thought he was brilliant. And even at the end, he was bowling at 70 mile an hour, but he was carrying a hamstring injury. He's it, come back on and he's, you can see. Give us you know, an the, idea of what it's like. I remember Doug Bollinger, you know, almost passing out in the field. Peter Siddle at Adelaide, you know, basically vomiting between deliveries. Pat Cummings at Melbourne a few years ago. You know, and that's one of the reasons why fast bowlers, you know, being a captain and a fast bowler, especially in Australia, I mean, it's it's brutal, isn't it? Absolutely brutal. Uh, you're doing between, if you had a clock on Mark Wood there, Ollie Robinson and Chris Wokes, their clock will have said, especially what Robinson and Wood, because the field in the deep, you're looking at between 17 and 20 kilometers. That's what they've just done there. They've done they've done nearly a half marathon See, that's in crazy, the field. But they, the and, and they've had no warm up. They, I mean, warm up oh, games and no and no warm up. And, and that's and that's the thing. The toss yesterday exactly. goes back to the toss yesterday. So and you get two between sort of what is it? It's between four and eight, ten times your body weight goes through your front foot every single time you let go of the ball. And if you're doing 20 kilometres in, and it was hot, it was hot. Yeah. I looked at Ben Stokes. There was a, it was a caption that came on, 67 overs in. And I looked at, the, I looked at the, the, the monitor to see what the over it was. You know, he's bowled his overs, he's dived around in the field, and, you know, he's chased things to the boundary, hasn't, hasn't fielded in a competitive game for six months. His face was beetroot, bright red. He was well done. He wasn't medium. He wasn't medium well. He was cooked. No. He was, you know, he's, you've been, he's been left on the barbecue for far too long. And that goes back again. I'll keep coming back to the toss because of how underprepared they were. Um, and that's got away from him in the last two hours. Travis Head batted brilliantly. Right, he batted brilliantly. Travis, Head, this- Travis Head, I thought, respect to you because you know it was both him and Kerry it was the game was just about in the balance it was always going to be you know Australia were probably still 80-20 85-15 yeah but leading by 40 odd you got a debutant at the crease and head who's only just got in that side head of Kawaja and was dropped last summer and for about well it was until that Stokes over actually until that Stokes over, they England were holding them, were holding and holding and holding, and then that Stokes over over happened. I think it was head hit three fours, or maybe he hit two, and Kerry hit one. I can't quite remember. And the and the game went, it went, it went. But what <laughs> I was impressed by head was he got to about well. First off, he got floored, didn't he? he got ma- not he got mashed on the arm by right, the arm Wood, and 
and but he never changed his game. At no point, it was almost like he thought, I've got this far by playing like this, and I'm just going to play like this. Yeah. He you did. Know? He and, was... that's, and he went all the way through. And fair play to him. He was brilliant. He had six off 18 balls. He got 51 off 51 balls. And he got, at the end, he had 112 off, off 95. This is a guy who, I think, in 11 innings last year for Sussex, he got 160 runs. He the average 11. Well, he wanted to get he wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, Sussex, there's all, there's, all, <clears throat> there's all sorts going on at Sussex. But again, you talk about Stokes. He pulls up, not lame, but he's done his knee, running to the boundary. <clears throat> Robinson's done his hammy. You know, the lack of match fitness in these in these players, and they're being asked to bowl twenty odd overs in a, in the Queensland sun for God's sake. But when you look at the Australian batting order, Harris. He's been playing Sheffield Shield for a month. Labashane, he's been playing at the Gabba for a bloody month. Yeah. Smith yeah. and Warner have both been in UAE, yeah. batting, batting for Australia. Green's been playing for Western Australia. Carey's been playing. Head's just got and a head, double And Head is in the side because he's been smashing everyone yeah. everywhere. They've been playing cricket. I know they haven't had a week or two, but they've been playing cricket. You've got a team that have been playing cricket against a team that has not been playing cricket and the team that's been playing cricket has been playing cricket at home and they're batting and the, and when they were bowling they were relying on three bowlers that have just been playing T20 cricket now you get you take start to the third session you know or the third spell rather and Hazelwood and Cummins it's a different story but that first that first spell they were always going to be bang on it with a little bit of luck that first delivery from Stark disappears to the boundary and suddenly you've got maybe Mitchell Johnson at Lords, but ah, oh, we're going back to the toss again, aren't we? Yeah, we are. But if you look at it yesterday afternoon, I looked at a picture of Mitchell Stark. He had both 12 overs and he looked like Ben Stokes did at tea time today. He was knackered. He was, yeah. he was cooked. He was, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was done. He was done. And, but in, in to go, just to carry on from what you've just said, you've just named, you've just named the top seven, but then you've got Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins have just won the World T20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, so that's uh, it. And you, you, you only win tournaments like that. You know, batsmen, you know, batsmen set the games up, but the bowlers win your games. Yeah. And they've just, they've just won the games for the, the, the World T20. And if anybody looked as though they were a bit rusty and he hasn't played much, and that was Nathan Lyon, and he did look rusty. So yeah. you're probably looking at one player in their side who, who looked as though he, were, he was a little bit out of sorts. Um, but today, you know, Trevor's head, you know, he had the scary ball at the end, which fortunately, yeah, geez, that glove. was a worry moment. I know it's it a glove, was, that yeah, did it. hit his glove and then I, hit his and, chin. And also, fair play, his reaction as well. I thought it was brilliant. Jesus, his reaction man, was... you wouldn't blame him if he was like up on his feet going, What the hell was that? But he didn't, it was almost like the first thing he wanted to say was, Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, credit Smith, to Warner, him. Smith, Warner, Labashin. They've got the gloves off, helmet off, and they're getting Mark Wood banned for a week. Yeah. I thought Travis Head was brilliant. One thing I will say about what, what possibly could happen from Mark Wood there, they bought the new balls, the brand new balls, the lacquer on them. Oh, it is it is slippy. Um, and some bowlers don't like bowling with a brand new ball. Um, not defending it, it was a it was a no, reckless no, no. ball. It was yeah. a reckless ball. And, and Wood's reaction to told its own story. Yeah. Exactly. 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 So I think all in all. Not much, 
you can't really be positive about what what position England England are in. Um, I remember, I remember, yeah, to, to, to sort of change, not change the subject, but put put in a different way. A massive Newcastle United supporter that played Norwich a couple of what, a week ago, ten days ago. We had a man sent off after ten minutes and drew one-one. It was an unbelievable performance, but it was a poor result because we were playing Norwich City, who are down at the bottom and are at home. Newcastle needed to win. At this minute in time, England are miles away in this test match. Miles away in this test match. But there was a lot of positives today out of England's bowlers. You know, the three bowlers that, that were on show today, I thought were fantastic. The spin bowlers, well, if you look at it, you put Leach... Root, and then you put all the fourth bowler, you put that in the equation, 26 overs for 164. Yeah, Leach bowl 11 overs for 95. It's That tells you everything. And I, I hate to say I told you so, but when people were shouting at me and saying, you, what are you on about? Ben Stokes batting at number three and playing four seamers. That's exactly why I wanted Ben Stokes to bat number three and play four seamers, because today told me everything about it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Our spin bowler is not going to be in the equation for five test matches, possibly not even at Sydney. We're going to need four seam bowlers who can bowl 20-odd overs each who are durable 
and try and hit a pitch hard and hit lines and lengths. And as the, as the series goes on, you drip feed Stokes is bowling in because his body tells you he hasn't played or been around cricket enough in the last six months. Even the superhuman Ben Stokes, with a layoff he's had, to hit the ground running with the impact he needs to hit. So get him batting, drip feed his bowling in and get miles in his legs in the field and get him progressing into this series. Because you know what, John? Today could put him back a hell of a lot weight because if his knee pulls up sore and he's carrying it for the next five test matches and he's do, we've drained him and it's been a long, hard, arduous day in the field, that could knock the next three or four days leading into the next test match because he's stiff and sore and he can't prepare, can't recover. Look, yeah, I, I just think, like you said right at the very top, for two days now, our selectors, our thought process, and our, our you know, a lot of our game plans have been the complete polar opposite to what a lot of people who have played the game will have been saying right from the start, this is what needs to happen. England have just done the other way. Moment of the day. Well, moment of the day for me pretty much dips into the point you just made. Ben Stokes. It was a misfield as well, wasn't it? It was hit yeah. to mid-off. Stokes misfielded it. And in his desperation to go and get the ball for it, it reached the boundary. He did something to his knee and they picked up on the TV very quickly. And I saw it immediately. I'm sure you did. He just kind of pulled up. And, um, and that is a huge problem. You know, for all of what you say about the fact that, you know, England played well today. We go to Adelaide. Hamid opens. Burns opens. Milan is three. Root is four. Stokes is five. Pope is six. And Butler seven. That ain't changing. No. What's changing is the bowlers. Because, and we'll talk about this in what what will happen tomorrow and all that all that stuff. But if Anderson's fit, well, then he comes in. If Broad's Broad has to play. This is a, exactly the same situation we've had on both occasions that Broad has been left out of the first test of the series. He comes back in. Now, okay, Robinson might not be fit, but he should play, and he probably will. Then they'll be trotting out while Wood can't do that two tests in a row. Um, they'll drop Leach, but, you know, and then I don't know what they do with the Wokes. But the Stokes thing, that could well be the moment of the day, moment of the series. I mean, why was he bowling? I mean, why was he bowling in that final session? It mm. seemed like England had Australia. They just about had them. And then they just tried to get through 15 overs to the new ball. Yeah. And it was like, what are you doing? You haven't got the you don't you don't have the freedom to just give up 30 runs here. You've got to just take wickets. Robinson went off, then suddenly Stokes is bowling. Ah, oh, I mean Yeah, I, I, I of agree. The, of the two injuries, which one concerns you most, Robinson or, or Stokes? That's a great question. Um Stokes because I think we could we could have a game without Robinson and still get by. I don't think we can have a game without Stokes. I really don't. I think his presence on the field... If we have a game without Stokes, it's one game, it's one game less he is getting better. Ben Stokes is going to get better throughout the series because he hasn't played for a long, long time and he will... Yeah, he needs time to on his feet to get, to get better. Where Robinson... 
he probably wasn't going to play five test matches anyway. So if he has a week off, goes into Melbourne and then plays the rest of the way through, then I think he was going to miss one of the games anyway. Um, the, the conundrum for me, and again, something else that's happened today, and I don't want to keep kicking the selectors and what's going on with that, but about three or four of the squad members of Australia played for Australia here today. Kawaja played, Shrepson played. There's a couple of others that, that had a game. Don Best was the only one that played from, from, from an England point of view. Why didn't Overton play? Why is Crawley not playing? You know, why is Bairstow not playing? Why is Anderson and Broad not bowling one innings each in in that game? You know, these things, I just don't understand why, if you've got an ear, ear game there starting a the day after, why are we not making sure that our bowlers have got, our players have got time on their feet? Do you know what? Do you know what the stupid thing is about this whole situation? <laughs> Everybody says, Bumble, big one said, you know, Parkinson. Why we might need Parkinson? Why is Parkinson not in that squad? I'm not saying pick Parkinson, but Dom Bess has gone and played instead of Parkinson in the ear game that's gone on today. So the one player that you potentially could pick left field and think right from a spin bowler's point of view, because our left spin, left arm spin bowler has gone for 95 off 11. You know, who's next cab off the rank? Dom Bess. Well, off a gentle off spinner in these conditions might just see the same outcome of what. So have we got a spin ball that can turn the ball both ways in Australia? Yes, Parkinson. But we've got an ear game and we didn't pick him. So he hasn't had a game either. So, look, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I, I'm perplexed about what goes on inside the brain cells of what is you know, the, the, the England management team and what they try to do. Do they try and tick too many boxes? Is there... Oh, they're, is well, they're, 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 the same hand, they're trying to be too clever. Yeah, of course they are. But then, but then they're missing complete his own goals. They're trying to they're trying to score on the half volley from thirty five yards, but at the same time, like they're they're hitting own goals from a corner. I mean, it's Pick your best team. Well, just Pick your best team for the best team for the game that's in front of you. Best team in the game in front of you is this one that's just being played. Then go to Bris- go then go to Adelaide and pick your best team for that one. But for me, when I go on on moment of the day. For me, the moment of the day, and I'm going to kick him again, and I've kicked him quite regular. That catch Rory Burns dropped, that's a game changer. Not a game changer and winning game changer, but that's a day changer. That goes down. Steve Smith's in. Bowler's got the tails up after just having 40 minutes on their backside. They knock Smith over. All of a sudden, you've got head coming in, Green's next. It's a different session, that middle session. And England bowled really well in that middle session. Can you imagine what they would have done if that catch had been took and Davey Warner had gone first over? For me, that was the moment of the day, in my opinion. What is going to happen tomorrow? What is going to happen tomorrow, Harmy? This game this game could end day three, couldn't it? I'd say it's probably favourite too. The weather's, not, the weather's not going to get involved. Now, if the weather doesn't get involved, I think it finishes tomorrow. I really do. And that is a horrible thing for me to even think about for when the, for the series goes on. England get beat by an innings. And the also, you know, same old story of 06, 7, 13, 14, all over again. I think it really concerns me. You know, yeah, because me I don't I mean, worry about at, our at times today... When you consider the amount of luck, you've played enough cricket to know that there are days when 
every edge is taken. Mm. Every 80, 20 or 20, 80 catch is taken. You know, every marginal LBW decision is, is goes your way. And then there's days when the reverse is true. And at times in that first session, actually for the first two sessions, I was watching it. I was thinking, there's not that much between these two sides in terms of the bowlers, right? Because our bowlers, I thought, performed brilliantly today and they just did not have any luck. Full shot percentage, this new thing that's come through, suggested that Australia had more full shots today than England did yesterday for those first two sessions. But yeah. England, every single thing went against him today. It didn't. And I, I was watching and thinking, Australia are not a great side. And if you get pressure on them, they 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 will buckle. They will they will buckle. But we're essentially one bad we're essentially a toss away from losing the asses inside two tests, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. Because if we are we don't win the toss there and and that'll be an intriguing bowling lineup that because if you're going down the road of Broad Anderson possibly Robinson seem probably end up having to play a Wilkes because of his batting, or you might have to play Overton because of his batting. Because I think that's the only reason Wilkes is playing. Yeah, it is. Because of his batting more than more than anything else, because they don't trust Robinson at number eight. But tomorrow, England tomorrow. have got to somehow find a way of spending 80 overs at the crease, even if it's in a losing effort. They've got to find a way of spending 80 overs at the crease. In 2005, in 2005, we could talk about setting tones and things like that, where we went out. We got beat by an innings, but we left We left Lords as a team thinking we've got a chance to beat Australia because we took 20 wickets. If England get bowled out in 40 overs, 50 overs again, then all of a sudden England leave Brisbane going into a day-night game on a 50-50 toss with a pink ball that swings around not being able to bat for a long period of time. So even if they get beaten this team, they've got to get through 80 overs somehow tomorrow to give themselves a little confidence booster to say, right, we can bat. We can, we can spend time against this attack on the surface over here and we'll get better. If they get bowled out for less than 200 inside 60 overs, I fear where, where this could end up for England. Do you think that they give this game up. I thought they should, you know, in a weird way, you know, like when you're, you know, like when uh, a team's just scoring unnecessary runs, like we just saw yeah, with India, New Zealand. And basically this is the thing when, when Ben Stokes was bowling and 65 overs gone, I was just thinking, we'll just pull him out. Let's just give this one up. Right. We've lost the game tomorrow. When England bat, they just go right. They target line. Like we, they, that like Australia targeted, uh, leech okay that's what they do and they're going to get out and it might not work but they just have a plan if they try and block this out for two days i'm just going to lose a will they've got no. to come out and try and be positive positive intent you know that surely they've got to they've got to try something because at the end of the day the adelaide test starts on friday no. we're losing the game but if you can at least give Australia a bit of a quandary about whether to rotate one of their fast bowlers, you know, or you just target Stark, forget Cummins, forget Hazelwood, right? They're both going to play Adelaide, right? You get in that dressing room and you say, sod this, we're going to lose a game, but we're going to smash the hell out of Nathan Lyon and Mitchell Stark on day three. I don't care who's in, just do it. 
I wouldn't have a problem with that if the plan was there and they're set up to do it in a calculated way and execution is is everything. Um, I, I would like to see England, like I said before, I, I want to see England bat for 80 overs. If England bat for 80 overs, they get they get some score in the region of 275. Yeah. In between 275 and 300, if they bat 80 overs. Now, that is making Australia bat again. You just never know. If, if Australia have to bat for, if Australia ha, have to bat and get 120, th- there's no there's no reason why England, as long as you know Robinson pulls up, fine. There's no reason why England can't bowl Australia out for for 120 on a fourth in, fourth innings, uh, fourth day pitch at the Gabba because they, they've got batting frailties as well. If we get them in early with this ball, and you wouldn't have to use your fourth and fifth bowler, because 120 is 28, 30 overs, and you, your three seamers will get you through that. Not a problem at all. So I just want to see England bat for a long period of time, whether it's calculated risks, go at Mitchell Stark, have a plan for Nathan Lyon, be proactive and positive, whichever way it is, I just want to see it you know, happen tomorrow and have a plan to do that. And if they can do it, you never know. If you never know, because you know, one thing we have seen on this wicket, if you get in, you can score, and you can score relatively quickly. We've got positive players that can score relatively quickly. So, you know, it's getting, it's earning the right, and I and I say this till I'm blue in the face. I always say it when I'm on commentary. You've got to earn the right to score runs, which means you you withstand the good spell from the bowler. You get him into his second spell. You when he tires out, you cash in. And that has been that for far too long, with the exception of Joe Root in the last two years. That's what England haven't done. Can I see it changing? I don't think anything in the first innings showed me that there are signs for improvement. 57 runs in the first hour and 55 of today, 80 runs in the second session, 150 in the third session. That tells you all you need to know. Stick it out and it will come good. We didn't see that from England on day one, did we? But you just stick it out and it will come good. Underprepared. Underprepared. Yeah, underprepared. Tech bowlers into their last spell because they haven't had miles in their legs. Underprepared. They're not robots. There's a human element to it. That's what's always going to happen. That's why last night was really crucial that England had a bowl. Right. We'll be back on uh, following on. The Ashes, the Inquest on TalkSport 2 and social media. Um, I mean, it's been an astonishing first two days. Uh, I've seen a lot of bad England performances against Australia in Australia over the last 40-odd years. So have I. <laughs> Some, Not all of which included Steve Harmison. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I love it, but I hate it at the same time. Let's see what we talk about. Let's see what we're talking about this time tomorrow. Harmy, it's ever. It's been brilliant. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Following On on TalkSport 2.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.